You're listening to Season 2 of the Lifting Her Voice podcast. This is Episode number 115, and today we'll read 2 Kings chapters 12 through 14 together. Repairs to the Lord's temple were done during the reign of Joash. Elisha dies, and King Jehoash and King Amaziah meet face to face. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, season two. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me from the beginning, simply reading God's Word together. We built some spiritual muscles in 2020 with just the New Testament, but this year we're going all out, cover to cover, Old Testament and new. So whether with your first cup in the morning, your commute to work, or as the last thing on your mind before sleep, God's Word will equip you for every good work. I'm really glad you're here. Second Kings chapter 12 In the seventh year of Jehu, Joash became king, and he reigned forty years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zabiah. She was from Beersheba. Throughout the time the priest Jehoiada instructed him, Joash did what was right in the Lord's sight. Yet the high places were not taken away. The people continued sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. Then Joash said to the priests, All the dedicated silver brought to the Lord's temple Census silver, silver from vows, and all silver voluntarily given to the Lord's temple, each priest is to take it from his assessor and repair whatever damage is found in the temple. But by the twenty-third year of the reign of King Joash, the priests had not repaired the damage to the temple. So King Joash called the priest Jehoiada and the other priests and asked, Why haven't you repaired the temple's damage? Since you haven't, don't take any silver from your assessors. Instead, hand it over for the repair of the temple. So the priests agreed that they would receive no silver from the people and would not be the ones to repair the temple's damage. Then the priest Jehoiada took a chest, bored a hole in its lid, and set it beside the altar on the right side as one enters the Lord's temple. The priests who guarded the threshold put into the chest all the silver that was brought to the Lord's temple. Whenever they saw there was a large amount of silver in the chest, the king's secretary and the high priest would go bag up and tally the silver found in the Lord's temple. Then they would give the weighed silver to those doing the work, those who oversaw the Lord's temple. They, in turn, would pay it out to those working on the Lord's temple, the carpenters, the builders, the masons, and the stonecutters, and would use it to buy timber and quarried stone to repair the damage to the Lord's temple, and for all expenses for temple repairs. However, no silver bowls wick trimmers, sprinkling basins, trumpets, or 
any articles of gold or silver were made for the Lord's temple from the contributions brought to the Lord's temple. Instead, it was given to those doing the work, and they repaired the Lord's temple with it. No accounting was required from the men who received the silver to pay those doing the work, since they worked with integrity. The silver from the guilt offering and the sin offering was not brought to the Lord's temple since it belonged to the priests. At that time, King Hazael of Aram marched up and fought against Gath and captured it. Then he planned to attack Jerusalem. So King Joash of Judah took all the items consecrated by himself and by his ancestors, Judah's kings Jehoshaphat, Jehoram, and Ahaziah, as well as all the gold found in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and in the king's palace, and he sent them to King Hazael of Aram. Then Hazael withdrew from Jerusalem. The rest of the events of Joash's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. Joash's servants conspired against him and attacked him at Beth Milo on the road that goes down to Silla. It was his servants Jehozabad, son of Shimeath, and Jehozabad, son of Shomer, who attacked him. He died and they buried him with his ancestors in the city of David, and his son Amaziah became king in his place. 2 Kings chapter 13 In the twenty-third year of Judah's king Joash, son of Ahaziah, Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, became king over Israel in Samaria, and he reigned seventeen years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, and followed the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to commit. He did not turn away from them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel, and he handed them over to King Hazal of Aram and to his son Ben-Hadad during their reigns. Then Jehoahaz sought the Lord's favor, and the Lord heard him, for he saw the oppression the king of Aram inflicted on Israel. Therefore the Lord gave Israel a deliverer, and they escaped from the power of the Arameans. Then the people of Israel returned to their former way of life, but they didn't turn away from the sins that the house of Jeroboam had caused Israel to commit. Jehoahaz continued them, and the Asherah pole also remained standing in Samaria. Jehoahaz did not have an army left, except for fifty horsemen, ten chariots, and ten thousand foot soldiers, because the king of Aram had destroyed them, making them like dust at threshing. The rest of the events of Jehoahaz's reign, along with all his accomplishments and his might, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Jehoahaz rested with his ancestors, and he was buried in Samaria. His son Jehoash became king in his place. 
in the thirty-seventh year of Judah's king Joash, Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, became king over Israel in Samaria. He reigned sixteen years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He did not turn away from all the sins that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to commit, but he continued them. The rest of the events of Jehoash's reign, along with all his accomplishments and the power he had to wage war against Judah's king Amaziah, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Jehoash rested with his ancestors, and Jeroboam sat on his throne. Jehoash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. When Elisha became sick with the illness from which he died, King Jehoash of Israel went down and wept over him and said, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Elisha responded, Get a bow and arrows. So he got a bow and arrows. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, Grasp the bow. So the king grasped it, and Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Elisha said, Open the east window. So he opened it. Elisha said, Shoot. So he shot. Then Elisha said, The Lord's arrow of victory. Yes, the arrow of victory over Aram. You are to strike down the Arameans in Aphek until you have put an end to them. Then Elisha said, Take the arrows. So he took them. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, Strike the ground. So he struck the ground three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, You should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have struck down Aram until you put an end to them. But now you will strike down Aram only three times. Then Elisha died and was buried. Now Moabite raiders used to come into the land in the spring of the year. Once, as the Israelites were burying a man, suddenly they saw a raiding party. So they threw the man into Elisha's tomb. When he touched Elisha's bones, the man revived and stood up. King Hazael of Aram oppressed Israel throughout the reign of Jehoahaz, but the Lord was gracious to them, had compassion on them, and turned toward them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was not willing to destroy them. Even now he has not banished them from his presence. King Hazael of Aram died, and his son Ben-Hadad became king in his place. Then Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, took back from Ben-Hadad, son of Hazael, the cities that Hazael had taken in war from Jehoash's father, Jehoahaz. Jehoash defeated Ben-Hadad three times and recovered the cities of Israel. 2 Kings chapter 14 In the second year 
of Israel's king Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, Amaziah, son of Joash, became king of Judah. He was twenty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned twenty-nine years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoaddan, and she was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, but not like his ancestor David. He did everything his father Joash had done, yet the high places were not taken away, and the people continued sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. As soon as the kingdom was firmly in his grasp, Amaziah killed his servants who had killed his father the king. However, he did not put the children of the killers to death, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, where the Lord commanded, Fathers are not to be put to death because of children, and children are not to be put to death because of fathers. Instead, each one will be put to death for his own sin. Amaziah killed ten thousand Edomites in Salt Valley. He took Selah in battle and called it Jokthiel, which is still its name today. Amaziah then sent messengers to Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, and challenged him, Come, let's meet face to face. King Jehoash of Israel sent word to King Amaziah of Judah, saying, The thistle in Lebanon once sent a message to the cedar in Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son as a wife. Then a wild animal in Lebanon passed by and trampled the thistle. You have indeed defeated Edom, and you have become overconfident. Enjoy your glory and stay at home. Why should you stir up such trouble that you fall, you and Judah with you? But Amaziah would not listen, so King Jehoash of Israel advanced. He and King Amaziah of Judah met face to face at Beth Shemesh, that belonged to Judah. Judah was routed before Israel, and each man fled to his own tent. King Jehoash of Israel captured Judah's king Amaziah, son of Joash, son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. Then Jehoash went to Jerusalem and broke down two hundred yards of Jerusalem's wall from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. He took all the gold and silver, all the articles found in the Lord's temple and in the treasuries of the king's palace, and some hostages. Then he returned to Samaria. The rest of the events of Jehoash's reign, along with his accomplishments, his might, and how he waged war against King Amaziah of Judah, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Jehoash rested with his ancestors, and he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. His son Jeroboam became king in his place. Judah's king Amaziah, son of Joash, lived fifteen years after the death of Israel's king Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz. 
The rest of the events of Amaziah's reign are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. A conspiracy was formed against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. However, men were sent after him to Lachish, and they put him to death there. They carried him back on horses, and he was buried in Jerusalem with his ancestors in the city of David. Then all the people of Judah took Azariah, who was sixteen years old, and made him king in the place of his father Amaziah. After Amaziah the king rested with his ancestors, Azariah rebuilt Elath and restored it to Judah. In the fifteenth year of Judah's king Amaziah, son of Joash, Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned forty-one years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He did not turn away from all the sins Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to commit. He restored Israel's border from Lebo-Hamath as far as the Sea of the Arabah, according to the word the Lord, the God of Israel, had spoken through his servant, the prophet Jonah, son of Amittai, from Gath-Hefer. For the Lord saw that the affliction of Israel was very bitter for both slaves and free people. There was no one to help Israel. The Lord had not said he would blot out the name of Israel under heaven. So he delivered them by the hand of Jeroboam, son of Jehoash. The rest of the events of Jeroboam's reign, along with all his accomplishments, the power he had to wage war, and how he recovered for Israel, Damascus, and Hamath, which had belonged to Judah, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Jeroboam rested with his ancestors, the kings of Israel. His son Zechariah became king in his place. In all three of these chapters, we see Assyria rising to power. If you listen to the intro of Second Kings, you already know that the ten northern tribes, called Israel, are about to be taken captive by Assyria. Of course, this is ordained by God in response to their detestable acts and the worshipping of idols. Because they had abandoned the statutes and ordinances that God had set forth for them, they looked and acted no differently than the nations that God drove out when the Israelites entered this land flowing with milk and honey. Much of this will come back to you when we read the Minor Prophets, the last twelve books of the Old Testament. Over and over, they warn Israel of the coming exile. God is not a happy camper with their abandonment of his covenant with them. They don't believe these messengers of God, of course, and we're reading the punchline right now. I highly encourage you to read the Bible in chronological order at least once just to get that sense of when everything happened in real time. Share your thoughts with me at LiftingHerVoice.com 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray that by spending time in His Word every day, you will be changed. Visit me at LiftingHerVoice.com with your comments and questions. And don't forget to visit the blog page while you're there. If you like the podcast, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review and share it with everyone you know. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you tomorrow.